Welcome everybody to the True Tech Podcast. This is episode 76, and today our main story is about the MagSafe battery pack, and we also have some other stories for this week as well. But there is a lot to cover, so let's just hear the sponsor of this episode first, and we'll dive right into the stories. Today's sponsor is actually you. You can help support the show at merch.streamelements.com slash Man, where there's different true tech merch like shirts, hoodies, mugs, uh, mouse pads, etc. There's just a lot to get there, and you also help me keep making these podcast episodes. So thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Back to the show. So this episode, there... Uh, we're going to cover the Apple MagSafe battery pack and a lot of other stories as well. But the Apple MagSafe battery pack is actually a really controversial product because of the high price point like most Apple products are at. But not really providing um, the quality that Apple really uh, has in mind for us. So this is... Apple's iteration of uh, a magnetic wireless charging for the back of the iPhone 12 series, which is something we've been waiting for and seeing rumors for for quite a while. And I was really excited when they first announced this product. Uh, There was other third parties that tried to do this, like Anchor. Uh, They had like a $49 battery pack, uh, which wasn't official from Apple or wasn't certified from Apple, but... Uh, It it was half the price of Apple's MagSafe battery pack and came out earlier. Um, But this one is official from Apple. It has this nice white look, white design to it. Uh, I believe they are going to be putting out uh, a black, like a darker version of the MagSafe battery pack later in the summer. But for right now, uh, there's the white version. Um, And this has this kind of like, uh, polyurethane feel um, and also the silicone feel that most Apple cases uh, feel like so that's a pretty nice texture for this battery pack and honestly it does feel like an Apple product because of the build quality which I'm pretty impressed about but uh, anyone considering spending $99 on a battery pack uh that that's actually a lot of money for a battery pack and just because it's an apple product doesn't mean it has to be this expensive honestly i think this battery pack the the most apple should have charged for this is probably like 80 bucks 100 is just too much for a simple battery pack um but a battery pack this battery pack at least can charge the iPhone 12 mini all the way to 100% and the iPhone 12 models uh, would o- almost fully charge the uh, those models but the thing is this capacity is actually smaller than the iPhone 12 Pro Max so if anyone is really using a 12 Pro Max and buys this you can't really use this as a full recharge more like uh a helper to help you uh, along the day if you do start running out of battery um but this is not going to be the same as 
plugging it into the wall because uh, this is like a slow charge. And we all know that MagSafe is capable of 15 watts of charging. However, this MagSafe battery pack does not actually charge the iPhone 12 series with 15 watts. Instead, it charges it with 5 watts of uh, power, which is actually really little considering this is wireless charging as well. So honestly, that's, that's really slow for uh, charging speeds. Um, Apple found a balance between all those extremes, and it maintains that balance with a tight software integration um, so that, you know, you're not really losing on some Apple-like features. So they do have some custom animations that triggers when you put it on the back of your phone. Uh, and this can also wirelessly charge uh, other products that support Qi wireless charging, not just your iPhone 12 series. Let's say you have an older phone that supports wireless charging, like the iPhone uh, 11 Pro or iPhone 8. Any of those phones can uh, wirelessly charge off of this battery pack. You just won't get the convenience of the magnets that the MagSafe battery pack does have. Uh, you can also charge your AirPods Pro or your AirPods second generation on these. Um, which is going to be really convenient for anyone who needs to top up their battery on those, but uh, just can't find a charger nearby. So in some ways, this is just really convenient to grab and uh, use on the go. But uh, spending this much money on a battery pack uh, is probably not the best idea, especially if you want to get a large battery capacity um, but if you're looking just for convenience and you want something that is Apple certified with some Apple integrations and you have the money to spend on this battery pack, then go for it because there are a lot of benefits to using this specific MagSafe battery pack, like being able to charge your other Qi wireless devices and also uh, having those animations and integrations with the iOS software. So the MagSafe uh, battery, honestly, is a pretty good product overall. I'd give it a 6 or 7 out of 10 um, because of, well, the convenience you're getting with this battery pack and also uh, how it's able to charge other Apple products, not just your iPhone 12 series. But where it doesn't score higher is that uh it's so pricey and they could have made it uh have stronger magnets it's not the strongest magnets it could definitely fall off if you slide it with your hand and just not having a huge capacity also doesn't give this a 10 out of 10 all right let's move on to our next story uh samsung announces galaxy un unpacked event for august 11th um, with its Galaxy Z Fold uh, 3 and Z Flip 3 teaser, which is quite nice. Uh, if you haven't seen the animation for this, it's like one big fold plus uh, one small fold, like with Samsung's animations and stuff for their teaser for their uh, event. Um, but I'm really excited for this one, especially for for the excitement of the these folding phones, because... Uh, 
the Z Fold 2 and Z Flip were great devices and hopefully these will bring folding phones to the next level uh having samsung be on the top of uh the folding phone chain but these devices are quite exciting and um samsung is also expected to announce other products other than uh, these folding phones like new galaxy watches which would be the first to use a new combined wear program that was announced at Google I.O. that was uh, earlier this year. And like most of you might think, uh, there will no not be a Note uh, device this year because of the chip shortage. And I covered this in one of my prior episodes. But uh, due to the chip shortage, Samsung isn't able to uh, make enough of the Note 21 devices to put out this year, which is quite disappointing because the Note devices are actually uh, some of the best phones that come out in the summer. And uh, it's just a disappointment that Samsung won't be making any of those. But we will have the folding phones to look at and also these Galaxy watches. And according to the images leaked by Evan Blast, the Galaxy Z Fold 3 does look very similar to the current iteration of the folding phone. The largest upgrade will apparently be compatibility with Samsung's S Pen stylus. Samsung itself has been uh, telegraphing that it would add stylus support to the fold line for a very long time now. As for the Z Flip 3, the biggest update may be on the outside where Samsung will replace a very tiny screen with a slightly larger one, but still fairly small screen. Uh, probably around the size of the Motorola Razr screen that uh, probably a lot of us are familiar with. And Samsung has done a better job with durability on its folding devices since it switched over to using ultra-thin glass under a plastic sheet for these displays. However, the screens are still more fragile than regular smartphone screens. Uh, so if Samsung is intending to encourage users to poke at the Z Fold 3's screen with a plastic stick, that folding screen will need to become more durable than it already was. And the new Galaxy smartwatches are likely to be a bigger shift than uh, the updates on these folding phones are. That's because it'll be the first Samsung smartwatch to run Google's Wear operating system in over half a decade. And Samsung has been using its own Tizen-based OS on smartwatches, which had benefits over Google's, but also had some downsides. Um, but Wear OS is definitely worth using, especially after this update, uh, which will be just some nice collaborations between Samsung and Google and adding more features and more software tweaks than ever has been with Wear OS. But we are expecting both a Galaxy Smartwatch 4 with a rotating bezel and a Samsung Galaxy Watch Active 4 um, without to be announced both in multiple colors. It's also possible that there will be more on tap uh, like Samsung's Galaxy Buds lineup could also be due for a new model. We're just not sure what Samsung is uh, trying to do here for sure, but uh, their event is coming soon, so hopefully 
there's a lot to look at here. All right, let's move on to our next story, and that's about uh, Chrome for iOS and uh, their updates for iPhones with Face ID. And this one's a, kind of a short story, but um, it's a really interesting one for all of you iPhone users right now. But Chrome's latest update for iOS uh, will let you secure your incognito tabs with Touch ID, Face ID, or a passcode. So when the new feature is rolled out to you, you can actually turn it on by navigating to settings menu, then tapping privacy, then lock in incognito tabs. Um, and yeah, so this update is actually pre pretty convenient, especially if you're doing some sensitive things on your incognito tabs, like, uh, I don't know, stocks or banking information, whatever like that. Um, but you can secure it if you're worried about people looking at it. Um, that's not you. So you can make sure that uh, they don't see these things, see these tabs, see these incognito tabs uh, because of your Touch ID and Face ID, which is quite nice. The update brings a few other handy features to uh, Google's mobile browser, including the ability to take a full-page screenshot of the website you can use it by snapping a screenshot with a button combination specific to your device, tapping the screenshot preview, and then tapping over to full page tab that will appear according to 9to5Google. But this uh, update Chrome 92 is a pretty big one and one that you should update right now because of these convenient features. And if you're looking for these features, uh, this will be quite exciting. OnePlus also had an event um, this week. Why am I saying only? Uh, also, it's they're the only ones having an event. Um, but they did un uh, unveil two major products: the OnePlus Nord Two and the OnePods, the OnePlus Buds Pro. And these two products are really, really exciting for OnePlus. Um, However, they are going to be merging with Oppo fairly shortly, and this is the one of the first phones to start iterating uh, something like Color OS instead of Oxygen OS. But I want to focus on OnePlus Nord 2, and after after we talk about OnePlus Nord 2, let's talk about the OnePlus Buds Pro. But uh, OnePlus has recently positioned its mid-range lineup of Nord phones as a less expensive and entirely separate lineup to its flagship devices. But with the Nord 2, which comes as a direct successor to the original Nord released last year, the line, be the line becomes the two, uh, between the two seems blurrier than ever. While the original Nord had its own character such as a unique design and an exclusive feature set like an ultra-wide selfie camera. The Nord 2 feels like feels like a, a more stripped-down flagship. It's got a very similar camera bump to the OnePlus 9. For example, uh, the specific sensors are different. Um, although the specific sensors are different, its cameras fill the same functions. But all the core essentials are there, and a vibrant high-fresh rate screen, good battery life, and easy-to-use software. 
a more affordable non-flagship starting price means it's hard to argue with these trade-offs. The OnePlus Nord 2 costs uh, around $400 for the 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage model, um, and $480 for the 12 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage option. Um, however, OnePlus isn't selling the Nord 2 in the U.S., but uh, they are selling in Europe and other countries in Asia. Uh, so with its 6.43 inch display, the OnePlus Nord 2 is a hair smaller than the OnePlus 9. But otherwise, this is a very similar looking device. There is a rectangular camera bump on the back containing three cameras, a hole punch cut out for the selfie camera on the top left on the front, and a USB-C port on the bottom. Uh, but sadly, no headphone jack on this device. Biometrics are handled via a snappy in-display fingerprint sensor, and there is a physical slider to switch between silent and vibrate on the phone on the right side of the phone. And you'll find Gorilla Glass on the front and back of the phone, but since it's a frame, the, the frame is plastic, uh, you might want to use a case, especially if you do drop your phone uh, quite a lot. And this is also a 5G phone. You do get sub 6 gigahertz support, but no millimeter wave, uh, which is okay, especially if you're not using Verizon. Um, and millimeter wave isn't that big of a deal, so sub 6 is going to do the job. The most notable sign that this isn't a flagship OnePlus device is the processor in which this phone comes with. And it comes with the MediaTek uh, Dimensity 1200 AI rather than one of Qualcomm's flagship Snapdragon 888 uh, chipsets. Considering MediaTek is a brand more commonly associated with budget devices, uh, the inclusion on the OnePlus Nord wasn't that surprising, but uh, I came away pleasantly surprised by performance overall. And yes, you will miss out on Qualcomm exclusive features like high quality AppDex, switching between apps was no problem. Uh, the just multitasking was great. Gaming on this phone was pretty good as well, especially since uh, the GPU is decent enough to play some of these games in 90 hertz. Uh, there were a couple of occasions where this phone can stutter, so you just have to be careful because this is not the highest end processor you can find right now. The Nord 2's 1080p uh, screen is generally hard to follow. Uh, it does everything well that you'd expect from an OLED display. While whites are crisp and bright, colors are punchy and blacks are, well, black. Its 90Hz ref refresh rate is technically a step down from the 120Hz panel, but honestly, when I think about a 90Hz display, I think that uh, it's a really smooth panel, smooth enough to be to, to game on and... You know, just a high refresh rate is a high refresh rate to me. And this is a middle ground between 120Hz and 60Hz since it's really smooth but also saves you battery life, uh, which is the, the upside to this type of, of refresh rate. As a bonus, this time around, the Nord 2 screen is actually uh, integrated with stereo speakers, one downward face uh, firing, 
and one from the phone's earpiece, as opposed to the original Nord, which only played media audio out from the downward-facing speaker. You'll still want to use headphones for proper listening, but the speaker's volumes meant I there, there was no trouble hearing podcasts or other audio like YouTube videos out of these phone speakers while uh, having loud sounds around. I got... Uh, you can expect a little under 5 hours of screen on time with the Nord 2 because of this 4500 mAh battery, which is easily enough to last through a full day with little to spare. But uh, with the inclusion of Warp Charge 65 fast charging here, um, there was no problem with the battery uh, draining because of this really fast quick charging and you might be wondering is this the same charging technology found in the oneplus 9 series and the answer is yes so you'll be able to experience that really fast charging uh all the way from um really fast charging like getting a day's worth of battery in a 30 minutes charge uh which is pretty crazy and Honestly, I'm really impressed with the battery technology in this phone and how OnePlus was able to really include all these uh, all these uh, charging features that they also have in the OnePlus 9 series. And another upside to this phone is that screen. I know it might not sound like the highest end screen, but for 300 uh, around $400, this phone is... Wow, it's it's a really nice display. It's an AMOLED panel, and for 350 bucks, this is one of the best displays you can get. And I'm really impressed how OnePlus was able to do all of this in this uh, price price point. But I think the one the biggest down uh, the biggest compromise was that processor, which is the MediaTek 1200 AI. But this phone is a really exciting phone, and one that you should probably look into if you're uh, looking for a phone under that $400 price point. So the OnePlus Nord 2 wasn't the only product announced at that OnePlus event. Uh, there were OnePlus Buds Pro, which was announced that is going to be coming this summer for $150. So OnePlus announced these new true wireless earbuds, the OnePlus Buds Pro. Dubbed as the company's most advanced listening device yet, the new earbuds are debuting alongside the Nord 2 smartphone, and I think they directly compete with Samsung's Galaxy Buds Pro, AirPods Pro, Sony WF-1000X Mark IVs, and other noise-canceling uh, earbuds around this price point. And the shape of the earbuds is rather AirPods Pro like um and oneplus has gone with a shiny chrome stem that looks quite eye-catching but after last year's awkward situation at the uh, u.s border the company has good reason to go for a more visually distinct design the oneplus buds pro feature what the company describes as a smart adaptive noise cancellation which means that they'll automatically adjust how much uh Active noise cancellation is on, um, up, and it's going to be based on your environment. 
Each earbud features a three mic setup that actively filters out noise levels of up to 40 decibels uh, as needed to order uh, to in order to deliver a much more comfortable and tailored listening experience as opposed to conventional ANC systems with fixed levels of noise cancellation. The earbuds also support Dolby Atmos audio, which is going to be nice for watching movies and experiencing uh, some video games that do support Dolby Atmos. The case is similar to something you would find uh, in like the Galaxy Buds Pro, the kind of squared off design that flips upward compared to AirPods. Um, uh, but OnePlus is pointing to endurance as other another strength. Uh, with the OnePlus Buds Pro able to stretch a total of 38 hours of listening time when you include case-free charges. On a single charge, you'll get 5 hours with ANC enabled and 7 hours with it off. Those are both more average numbers uh, that are in line with the competition. The company's warp charge wired charging is supported. A 10-minute recharge is supposedly good for 10 hours of listening and you can also juice them up on any Qi wireless charger the earbuds feature bluetooth 5.2 and carry over the low latency gaming mode from the company's previous earbuds and these come with a lot of features but we'll see more coverage on these uh, when they come out in september 1st but that was it that was episode 76 hope you enjoyed this episode uh I will be doing an episode on that uh, Galaxy Unpacked where they'll be announcing the the Z Fold 3 and the Z Flip 3. I'll be doing that right after the event, so stay tuned for that one. Um, and I will have other episodes before that. Uh, just keep that in mind. But stay tuned, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>